can edit this. Yeah. At all. Right, let's go then. Cool. So, this is my first ever Cycling Brad podcast <laughs> with my guest star and longtime friend, Tom Coley. Hello. Yeah, Hello. So, I guess the thing to start with is how did we meet? Um, 2014, was it? Yeah, London to Paris. Yeah, it was. Complete it. strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's funny because I still remember it like it was yesterday, but. Like, I think you stood next to me at the start line. Where were we? Crystal Palace? Um, it's Crystal Palace, but I, I went on my own. Yeah. I think you stayed with Lee, didn't you? Yeah, so I met this guy called Lee. Uh, I think it was through the Facebook group, actually. Cause it was, uh, I didn't even, yeah, because I didn't even know. You went in the Facebook group, yeah. I had yeah, no so, idea that was a Facebook group. So Lee, well, we'll get on to Lee properly in a bit, but um, Lee... Yeah, Lee got in contact because he lived in Litchfield and he was like, oh, we should we should go out for a ride. And I was like a relatively new cyclist. And yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. And we ended up doing this 88-mile bike ride that absolutely killed me. But the, the thing that became apparent with Lee was that he has no sense of direction. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would be saying yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. It, was, it was hilarious. So I think most of that 88 miles was actually just spent going around in circles. But, uh, but we did it, and uh, that was my biggest bike ride to date. Because what was, I think it was, what was the first day? It was 100 mile on the first day. It, it was, was three days, basically. Yeah, it was 100 miles the first day, and I remember that day we were riding with Poppy as well. Yeah, Helen, Helen. Helen. Um, and, um, and you two. I think you took off, didn't you, at one point of yeah, the day? Yeah, yeah. You just got the freight train on. Well, and... well day, day one was quite hard. There yeah, was a lot was, of climbing yeah, straight was, out of London. Yeah, yeah. And I remember about, it must have been about 60 or 70 miles in, I'd stopped off for a piss. Standard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we could get on to uh, Tom's, uh, well, if anyone's read my blog, they'll know all about Tom's uh, Tom's uh, toilet habits are yeah. quite frequent. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably my 16th piss within that hour. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> and I had gel. And I, I was on my own at this point, and I remember being an idiot and I just dropped the gel packet and Lee rode past me and he was like, Oi, pick that up. <laughs> and me shitting myself as well as pissing myself, <laughs> picked up the gel wrapper. Can we swear on this, by the way? I guess so. Well, we can now. Well, we have. <laughs> um, I, I guess someone, someone will get offended by it, no doubt, but yeah. sorry for the swearing. They're Maybe. wrong. Um, I remember Lee having a go and then I introduced myself to Lee and then he introduced himself and then I think I carried on the rest of the day that ride with Lee then yeah and then I think we hold on if I remember correctly we were it started raining and when a few Mm. of us got lost didn't we yeah because someone because they were so well the whole country is anti-cycling isn't it but there was Mm. someone in a village and they purposely take the signs down or they turn them the other way. That was the, um, <coughs> I think that was that was in France at one point. I think that must have been second or third day. Yeah. Or it might have been the fourth day. I can't remember, but I remember getting lost and it started to rain and there was that Liverpool guy, Paul. Yeah. Um, he was in the group of lost people. Yeah. Those. And was James, was it James Maxwell or Jamie Maxwell? He James was, Maxwell. James Waxwell. Yeah. I think he was in that group. And That's how was, we got to know everyone. Really. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a guy with a girl. He was his girlfriend. And oh, we'd yeah. all sort of congregated on the side. I can't remember. I think it was Ellie. And we all someone. got together on the side of the road. I remember putting my rain back on. And I think you must have been in that group as mm. well. And then we all obviously started talking with each other. And you said you were from Ulster. Ulster. Yeah, yeah. Ulster. Um, And then I remember you saying that you were part of a cycling club in Tamworth. Or Tamworth. When you kept saying Tamworth, I kept thinking you meant Tamworth, not Tamworth. Tamworth and Arden. And I was like, I can't think. And then obviously Lee said he was from Tamworth. And I was like, oh, these must know each other. And then, yeah. I remember you going across the uh, tram line. Oh yeah, the classic <laughs> tram line. So yeah. that was funny. So we've I've cycled a hundred miles, which is my biggest ride to date on the on my bike. That was, uh, you will remember that stem well. It was uh, <laughs> about 60, 60 mil long and about Turned seventeen, down. yeah, and seventeen degrees <laughs> upwards. Uh, you look at the old photos now; it's so embarrassing, but. I, well, bike yeah. fitting is another story, but <laughs> <coughs> so we get off the tra- uh, the the ferry, and we're into this port, 
and there's just tram lines everywhere and like I was going along and I could see this tram line and it I'm was running. It kind of dark at the time yeah. as well. <laughs> and, and I'm running. <laughs> and I'm running parallel to this tram line, <laughs> knowing I've got to come across it. But instead of turning across it, I kind of just fanned around and kind of just fell into this tram line, stopped dead, and went flying in front of like how many people were on the trip? Probably thirty or forty people. So I go down like a sack of shit. Uh, and that really... I remember hearing that. <coughs> yeah, because you were slightly ahead of me, I think, and I think you yeah, took. I was, was only like... a couple of meters in front of you because yeah. I remember hearing the thud <laughs> and looking back and seeing you on your side with a bunch of cyclists sort of like <laughs> scatting about, yeah. going, "Oh God!" Yeah, going all around me. <laughs> yeah. But that that and I think my girlfriend at the time, Josh, took. I sent her a picture, or she took a picture, and my hip. Well, it was my ass and my hip, and it was proper like tasty yeah. bruise like you know a bit of purple and yellow <coughs> and all sorts in there mm. but that i mean for day two i was in quite a lot of pain to be honest and i think the first day i mean i wasn't my fitness wasn't like it was now but because where did we stayed at uh i think that was the end of the day one wasn't it yeah um, we, we were staying in the um <coughs> Is it Ibis or Ibis? Yeah, Ibis, that's Ibis, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were staying in them. But to be honest, they were they they appeared to be quite nice. They seemed, yeah, they seemed yeah, all right. But yeah. I remember sharing a room with a, with a lad called Scott, and he was only young. And oh, he was, was, that the, was that the guy? Was that the guy with the yellow jacket? Yeah, yeah yellow Ibis. Yeah. Um, only young, on a mountain bike that must have weighed ninety-one kilograms, <laughs> and a saddle that was almost touching the ground. <laughs> It was that low. I remember him because he was going along and he's got a yellow jacket and it's flapping in the wind <laughs> and he's bouncing along on his full suspension bike. And was it, I don't know if it was day one or day two, but someone was like, mate, you, you know, you can lock your suspension out. It was the mechanic. Yeah. He's like, you can lock your front suspension out. And he's like, what? He locks his front suspension out and he's like, oh my God. It, like, I think it literally changed his whole no, trip better, yeah. because yeah. He, he wasn't like bouncing up and down. But yeah. and then of course, we can't talk about London, Paris and not bring up Norman. Yeah, Norman, what a legend! Getting uh, the broom wagon at the end of the day, collector sweeping him up. <laughs> so how old, uh, I don't want to insult him, and he'll probably listen to this because he is still on my Facebook, bless him. But uh, yeah. what has got to be in his eighties, seventies? Well, I think we're adding a few years. Oh, okay, I, th- well, I assume he's probably late sixties. Oh, okay, maybe I thought he had but... a hard paper round then. <laughs> yeah, it was sorry, such Norman. a jolly guy. Yeah, he such was. A nice guy, it, he was it? hilarious as well because he set off a good hour before everyone else and he still somehow managed to turn up an hour or two after everyone else yeah. and uh, he got lost a lot but I think he had a good time in fact I think he loved it because he still has fond memories of it yeah but yeah, yeah no he, he was a funny bloke he, he doesn't was. strike me as a guy that would ever think badly of anything no he to be the most happiest optimistic guy yeah ever. Although he does hate Labour, I think, because I've seen that on my Facebook. But we're not going to get... This is not a political uh, podcast. We don't do politics, because that's just going to trigger everyone. But So then, right, so then day two, I think it was 75 miles? Um, 74, 75. And I think, again, if I remember correctly, that was quite hilly as well. It was, yeah, because I remember that, that every day, basically, they put this board out, basically, and it was such a funny board because it was almost taking joy in the fact that you were going to suffer hmm. um, <clears throat> and there was a lot of big climbs that day and that was the day I really started to struggle I think because I remember it was me you Lee and Helen yeah and you right. guys were quite good and you were quite used to riding in a group or you adapted quite well to riding in a group whereas I struggled with it and because of my awful bike setup with that do you remember that seat I had that bloody witch's nose yeah. cellar <laughs> so I had this I had this like 500 gram seat that looked like a witch's nose it kind of went yeah, up and down yeah. and to be fair it was a bloody comfy seat but like i don't know my whole bike set i'll put a picture up after the You've got podcast yeah i'll have to put a picture up but this this bloody saddle anyway and i was just everything was wrong my hands were hurting my back was hurting and i couldn't hold on to these guys and they kept dropping me and uh, so I kept having a strop every time I got to the feed station. I think that's when everyone learned that, like, yeah, I do like my little strops every Mad now Brad. and then. Mad Brad, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I remember there's a, there's a picture on Facebook, actually. That was day two, and we were halfway up a hill, and the feed stop was on the... Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember the... specifically that moment, because I remember seeing the hill and thinking, 
yeah, I'm going to smash it up this hill. Yeah. Because everyone kept saying how skinny I was. So I got it into my head that I was this amazing hill climber. <laughs> so every hill it. I got to, yeah, I was just trying to challenge everyone like an idiot. <laughs> and I remember getting a part, the, yeah, the feed stop was halfway up the hill. And mm. I remember getting a picture up there yeah. of a slot of me, you, Lynn. Pops. Yeah, and that, oh God, it was hot that day. Yeah. I think even on the photo you can see, like, I mean, I sweat all the time anyway, but I was sweating something chronic that day. But, and again, that, I think the fact that it dropped like 25 miles a day, it kind of, it didn't make it any easier, but it did, it kind of helped, but, because I think, what I think it averaged, it it went from about, or not average, it went from about 100 miles to 75 miles, and then I think it went to 60 odd miles. 60, yeah. And then I think the last day was a knee, 50 miles. Something like that. But that was through the centre of Paris, wasn't it? So it was a yeah. bit, it took just as long. <coughs> but day two, we were, were we one of the first groups to get to that hotel? I remember that hotel was on a really long straight. I think um, you I think you and Pops got there first or, or very. Uh, day no, two, the one we got pissed up. You, well, you guys did. Oh, yeah, because day two. So we were nearing the end of the day and we come to this section in France and oh, God knows where it was and they just laid the tarmac they yeah, just coated yeah, the road hadn't right, they yes. and of course I, everyone will know on who follows me on Instagram I don't like getting a dirty bike so I get off my bike and I walk it down the grass verge not knowing that actually all the tar was all over the grass anyway so I'm dragging my bike through this grass verge just getting tar all did over my sh- shit as well probably yes I think I did so Oh, I got to the hotel and like you, you guys were all getting drinks in. I'm sat there and there's a picture of me actually sat with my shoes yeah, and some baby get... wipes trying to get this tar off my white shoes. Oh, God, I was in a bad yeah, mood. I remember that photo as well. Yeah, because I think you, it was you taking was a selfie. The photo, yeah. And we were bragging about that we'd done like 16 mile an hour average or something. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking we were so pro. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, well, to be fair, with all the climbing, it probably wasn't a bad average, but... No. But and then there was that other who was that other group? There was another group that we didn't know as well, and they were they were that woman in it, the older uh, woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember her now. I think no, it I don't. Been Claire. Claire, that's it. And then she had her dad with her. Yeah, and he was and he quite was, good. He was eighty. Yeah, I'm sure he was eighty. Mm. And he looked eighty as well. Yeah, he did. But he smashed it. Yeah, they and then were there quick. There was the Irish son and dad. Yes, <coughs> I forgot those people actually. I remember now. But they were they they were quite keen. They they basically treated the whole thing as a race, I think. But they were they? setting out early every day yeah. and getting to the feed stops early and the hotels early. Yeah. Um, we were setting out. We were the last to set out and getting there quite quick. We were getting we? there the same time like everyone else was getting there. But, but I mean, it was a leisurely, sort of, elongated, sportive, wasn't it? It was, and I think. But it was so much fun. I remember thinking I was a racer on it. Yeah. Do you remember that? I don't know what day that was. Maybe that was the third day we stopped for food again. The food was amazing. Like there was so much food, it was unbelievable. It was skyline, wasn't it? Skyline, that was it. Yeah, <clears throat> it was. Um, it was somewhere. I just remember it being on like a riverbank with loads of trees. Yeah, yeah. Do you and remember that's when that? Lee was messing about on that? That guy, Scott. Oh, he nicked his mountain bike. Yeah, didn't he? he was dicking around, prattling about on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's on your video that you did. I think it is. Oh Have yeah, you still got that? that video. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, with a bit of uh, Alter Bridge playing in the oh, background. You're gonna have to link that to this. Yeah, uh, I will actually. That was God. That was eight. I forgot I'd even done that. But yeah, so that I think day two, apart from like my bike getting covered in tar, was pretty much it, wasn't it? I think yeah. Norman turned up. We were all having dinner, and I seem to remember Norman turned up just as we were finishing dinner. And he'd been out for like ten yeah. hours, and everyone yeah. was clapping and cheering yeah. him, which was quite funny. Yeah. But he, he had and... panniers on his bike. <laughs> he did, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think his bike weighed more than the moon. It was probably on par with Scott's, actually. For like, but I remember because we were quite obsessed with just getting there as quick as we could, and we all had our heads down. And I remember because I looked and Scott was showing us all these photos, and I was like, "Where was that?" And he got like all this architecture, like, yeah. you know, he'd taken pictures yeah. of like a a statue like a, yeah and i was like we missed all of that because we were so fixated on getting yeah, yeah getting it done and getting it out the way yeah <coughs> that we missed a lot of stuff but it was still good fun so yeah. then day three you see day three is a bit hazy for me i can't quite remember day three um you see i remember bits of the whole thing but i mm. don't know what days mm. uh i just remember at one point us it was just me you and lee 
and we found some wooden thing and we started climbing oh, that was, it. That was the last day because we were, yeah, yeah I remember that because we were pissing about and we got loads of photos on this like wooden, I presume it's like a farmer's perch thing, I don't know, no to idea. look for birds or birds. No and we ended up climbing up it and getting photos with our bikes above our heads. Yeah. Just dicking around yeah. because we knew it was the last day. I think we were yeah. like, I don't know, we didn't have long to go. Mm. But yeah, no, that was funny. But then like, Going into Paris was quite cool. It was busy. Going into Paris was wicked. I remember <clears throat> after that, we we sort of met up. I think at one. Yeah, we'd met up near a park near the, uh, Paris city centre. It was just yes. on the outskirts. Yeah. We'd all had a stop in the this sort of park area. We'd all put the t-shirts on. Oh yeah, and of course. Then we all rode yeah. together. I've I still got that t-shirt. Yeah. You still got yours? I don't know where. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it in the cupboard downstairs somewhere. Um, but I remember riding in, and me and you were at the front. Yeah. And I remember seeing my mum, my sister, and a couple of friends. Yeah. And like the emotion. Yeah, it was mega, wasn't it? Because yeah. we went round that. It was like a circular yeah, bit, wasn't it? And yeah. we did like did a, a lap of, of it, yeah. yeah, a couple of laps of honour, and you could see, and like my girlfriend at the time was waiting as well, and she'd, um, well, she'd come over just to see me finish on her own, and I didn't realise because I was like, oh no, I don't think we'll be able to stay at the hotel, and they didn't check us, check our rooms or anything, so she could have actually stayed, but she nearly missed a flight home because there was a train strike or something, and she had her own stress, and I couldn't help because i was pissed <laughs> in the but yeah that finishing thing because we were on about that weren't we, we were like it was so emotional because obviously yeah. i was doing it for uh joss's dad at the time who sat i think had he passed away by then i think he had passed away yeah i, I remember you saying yeah because he he had only been recent yeah so he he got lung cancer unfortunately and uh passed away so i wanted to do something and that seemed like a good idea and i think we raised three grand for Roy Castle Lung Foundation, Lung Cancer Foundation in the end, which was amazing. But like, I always think there's stuff like, I think we hit, you had to get 1,500 quid, didn't you, to be able to take part in it. And half of that was fundraising, yeah. or half went to the charity that you'd chosen. The other half was for the cost of the trip. And I think we got the 1,500 quid in less than 24 hours, just because everyone kind of knew Joss and all yeah. friends and family. Yeah, and, it just, yeah. and obviously when it's a tragedy, everyone's like, Whew. Yeah they'll help out and uh, yeah so that was mega we ended up, I think it, the donations just kept coming in and it was so crazy yeah. to raise that kind of money yeah I remember sort of panicking at the time because you had to pay well you had to raise 1,500 you paid 750 kind of deposit yeah. thing and whatever you, you had to raise a minimum of uh, 1,500 and then anything after that you could sort of relax about and I yeah. remember shitting myself thinking am i even going to raise the 1500 yeah. and i think i got th close to 3500 in the end oh so you did even better than me actually then but <coughs> I, I remember putting so much work into the fundraising sessions like I, I formed with this old wedding band i was with yeah i used to drum with and uh, we'd rented out a hall and I'd, I'd only invited a few people and the only place i advertised it was on facebook status and about 300 people turned up. Really? Yeah. And we'd made over a grand that night. Yeah, that's a good thing, isn't it? If you can get something like that done, like yeah. an event like that, and get so many people, even if they all give a pound, you know what I mean? It's 300 yeah. quid, which obviously yeah. they're not going to do. They're going to give you more than that anyway. Yeah. yeah. But I think that was a lot of, you know, there was no one doing London to Paris just for doing London to Paris. It was mm. always, there was always a nice reason behind yeah, that. Yeah, there was um, a sad reason, but it was a nice reason. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, like, you had your reasons for doing it. I don't know if you want to talk about that or Yeah, not, obviously, but... I, I did mine in memory of my brother Joe. Mm. who tragically took his own life in 2013 mm. but it was that summer that happened in the january and then it was that summer i decided to get a bike um just to get me out of the house and get into the swing of exercise again and <clears throat> but then i got the bike i rode it for about a month i remember and then i just put it away i lost yeah. interest in it again <coughs> and then i knew 
I've, I've just spent £750 on a specialised LA Sport. Yeah. Which, which I mean, quite a lot of the time. It is yeah. a lot of the time. Like, and, that, and I think that's one of the stu- you know, yeah. cycling's expensive. I remember only choosing specialised because I remember saying to my brother, oh, I was thinking about getting sort of like a commuter bike to go down the canal on. And he says, yeah, get specialised. Mm. He loved specialised because we used to mountain bike when we were little. Yeah. And he loved specialised. So I just thought, yeah, I'll get specialised. And always stuck to the decision clearly still owning a specialized but yeah well they're um, good they're good bikes they're like, good yeah i see some people ripping them online but i don't see why I, uh, they're cool i like them yeah but um i remember entering for london to paris purely for the fact that i needed to use my bike yeah just <laughs> to get some use out to get some use out <coughs> i needed to do something good and obviously did yeah <laughs> well that and that's the crazy thing isn't it because like i mean that's is, so that's why you got into cycling really then. yeah i mean yeah if it as, as tragic as the circumstances mm. are i i knew at that point where i that summer so if it's six months on yeah I, I know i had to do something i had to get out of the house just yeah. moping about and just grieving so obviously just went ahead and went with the specialised and then thought I'll kill two birds I'll keep my brother's memory going yeah. and also you make use out of my bike yeah. and win, five win. years on yeah we're, uh, we're <laughs> the obsession it. continues <laughs> yeah. and it's funny though isn't it because I find cycling like for me and you it's stuck but mm. so many people like the people I mean the reasons I got into cycling was I was mad on the gym and I was you know I wasn't <clears> ripped <throat> but I was quite you know I was quite big but I didn't feel very healthy. I was sweating all the time. I couldn't put my collar down on my shirt. And I was just like, this isn't right. And I was like, how can I do a bit of cardio without sitting in the gym? I thought, oh, I'll get a cheap road bike. So I ended up spending like 180 quid on this really crappy green Viking, Viking, Viking road bike, road bike, quotation marks. Um, but to be fair, I think I did 900 mile on it. And it, it was fine. Like, it fell apart in the end. But, like, I got them 150 quid's worth. But it had, like, thumb shifters and, like, the brakes were separate. It, it was awful. But it got the bug going. Because I yeah. still remember leaving my house. I think the gym was two miles down the road. And I was riding down the road and I was in joggers and a hoodie. No clips or anything. Just, you know. And I, and I was like, wow, this is cool. And it reminded me of being a kid again when you used to ride your bike all mm. the time. But as soon as you passed your test, you know... I got a car and I was like, oh, I'll keep exercising. And I didn't, you know, the, the car took over. Mm. But then, like, I think that's the problem with cycling, is it? It's so damn expensive. Yeah, like, it, it, ain't it cheap. is. Yeah, it, it is really expensive. Um, I think that's where most of my money's gone over the last few years. <laughs> yeah. Just investing into the bikes. Yeah. But I wouldn't change it because no. it's kept me healthy. True. And it's kept my head healthy as well, so... Win-win. Um, yeah. Well, exactly. that's the thing, isn't it? Like, and back then, like, <clears throat> mental health now is massive. And I don't want to yeah. go down this path to, to, to a degree, but yeah. I think, you know, nowadays it's such a big thing. Like, people just didn't take it that seriously back then. Whereas no, nowadays no. it is massive. And, yeah. like, so many people, like, I know so many people that, you know, they say, oh, I'm struggling or I'm depressed. And I've been through it as well with various breakups and things. And it's just... It's crazy that like you put they put they put so much emphasis into health, you know, yeah. keeping fit, but they didn't ever put any emphasis on keeping your mind fit, and it's so true. And I'm yeah. glad now that it's this massive, you know, and it is an issue because yeah. I think so many people are struggling. One of the sort of main issues of it now for people is the uh, sort of detaching the stigma mm. to it. Yeah, but you know we don't talk about it enough. No, that's true. But and I, that's I the remember, thing, isn't it? Yeah, but I remember riding with you. You know, we'd we'd meet up after London's Paris. Obviously, we swapped our sort of contact details, mm. kept in touch, and we'd meet up on our bikes and we'd discuss mental health yeah. during yeah. our rides and that. And true. it was, you know, it was therapeutic as well as riding and that. But. Well, I think one of the best things recently, you know, I, I was struggling at the start of the year with issues and like it was so good like we went out Christmas day didn't we and, yeah, like, it was yeah, just, yeah. and it was just me rattling off at you about the same situation the same thing that you were probably bored to death of but it made such a massive difference to be able to talk to someone about it yeah. like it's crazy and I think that is the thing like you do have to talk oh yeah yeah <coughs> absolutely sometimes it's hard some people don't you know they, you, you don't know how to talk sometimes but I think <coughs> I've been very fortunate in the sense that 
I've been able to do both talk mm. and ride, mm. which is I think the combination has yeah. sort of made me a healthier person in the head. You know, we all still have our down points, but oh yeah, I think everyone does have bad days. It's if that bad days stick and keep, yeah, and then they snowball, and then you, you you're into a dangerous place. Then I think one thing I do wish I, I wish I'd had a little bit more money. Stop spending so much on bikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing, isn't it? Like, so, you know, so you spent 750 quid on your first bike. I spent 150. But I think after two months, I'd all, I was already looking. I, and I dropped a grand on a cube Peloton blue thing. And that was great. Came with white handlebar tape, which is probably the worst colour you can use for handlebar was tape. That, that was the one that you rode on London to Paris, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because it was only, I think it was only a month old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, blue, blue, and blue. White. Yeah, and it had cosmic, the metal cosmic yeah, wheels, not yeah, those yeah. cheapy. And that was the thing <laughs> we it was both soon after you got the uh, the carbon, carbon, the thinnest oh. carbon, yeah, bendiest the, about the to carb- snap carbon and wheels. I'm ever. sure. <laughs> and it's funny because at one point everyone had those Mavic cosmic wheels. Yeah, because I got them <coughs> as well. Yeah, <laughs> they were crap. Like they were yeah. 800 quid. Um, the spokes rubbed and pinged when you accelerated, and you had to drop. Well, I found that if you dropped oil between the cross spokes on the drive side that it would silence them but they just they were horrible mm. and they? you sold yeah. yours quite quickly actually yeah i didn't keep mine for long i just i didn't really like them no well i kept going with mine i think i think they'd only done six thousand miles and then the rear i popped a spoke on the rear but it wasn't the whole rim had cracked basically so i took it to our friend our good friend paul astin actually who we'll talk about maybe in a bit but and he's like, no, the rim's cracked. So anyway, I mean, to be fair, Maverick were quite good. They replaced the wheel, but that was it then. I was like, nah, I'm done with these. Stuck yeah. them on eBay. I think I got 400 quid for them or something. But <laughs> I think I, I think that's the exact same price I got mm. for them as well. Yeah, that's and I wouldn't touch them again. But it's funny, I don't, I don't see anyone on my Instagram now with Maverick Cosmic, those wheels anyway, maybe the proper full carbon ones, but not that one with the fairing on. Oh, yeah, I had a look at the... Um, I don't know if they're cosmics. They're forty deep, think, yeah. um, the full carbon ones. But again, uh, I didn't <coughs> get them purely because I think they were made to fit twenty three mil tires on. Ah, okay, yeah. <coughs> well, that, that's another thing, isn't it? Like the trends since twenty fourteen. We were. Um, I was on twenty threes. Twenty three mil tires. I remember you recommending. Uh, Schwabby ones to yeah, I still have a fan of Schwabby. Putting them up to 120 psi, yes, feeling every pebble under yeah, the road. Yeah, but I loved them. <laughs> well. I thought they were great. Well, and thinner was better back then, wasn't it? That yeah. was the thing. It was like, oh yeah, you go faster on 23s, and then everyone started moving towards oh 25s. Does it get a little bit more comfort? And then it started coming out that actually the wider the wheel, the more aerodynamic it was. Mm. And now I'm I'm on 30s now. I'm on 30 mils, but. I'll probably drop it back to 28. The third, 25s, 25s, I think, are brilliant. But coming from 28, I had a worn-out tyre of 28, and I went back to a 25, and it just felt horrible. It really felt thin. But I, I thought, oh, I'll go to from 28 to 30, and I'll be, you know, it'll be even more comfortable. And actually, there's very minimal difference between 28 and 30. I would, I would probably stick with 28 just because now the clearance on the front fork, if anything gets stuck, it's gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. it's gonna uh, get stuck. Do you feel the flex when it <coughs> rubs at all on the front? No, luck. I mean, I don't know whether that's because I've got the sprint, which is alloy, but I've never had issues with flexing. Mm. But, but yeah. So your, so you had. So you had your Alley, that silver one, didn't you? Yeah. Then you yeah. moved to a tarmac, did you? Yeah, I had Which a tarmac. The red after tarmac. Specialised tarmac, the red and black. That was a nice tarmac. bike. Didn't you get that in the sale? Yeah, I did. I got it from Evan Cycles. I think I, yeah, I can't remember. One thousand two hundred, I think, I bought it for, and it came with one hundred five. Yeah, one hundred five. Yeah, it came with one hundred five, full carbon uh, frame forks, um, and it had some shitty wheels on it. I can't remember. Really, Alex remember. rims was <clears throat> yeah, it's something it. like that. Yeah, axle, axle rims. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <coughs> I kept them and I put them on the specialised ally and kept that as a, a winter bike. And then I got the uh, the Mavic Cosmics then for the tarmac. And as a finished setup, it looked it did look really cool at the time. Yeah, I remember that. But I, I soon went off it mm. and. 
I ended up getting the Super 6, the Cannondale Super 6, about a year after, just because it was in the sale. I wasn't even properly shopping for a bike. Yeah. Was that the was black just, one? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was all black, one. wasn't it? Yeah, Matte black, lovely bike. And I saw it was SRAM Red Mechanical. I saw it on Evan Cycles, and it was something ridiculous, like 28% off. Yeah. And I thought, well, it's a no-brainer, really. I've got to have to buy it. I have <laughs> yeah. to buy that bike. No one's ever looked at a bike I and thought, I think, can't afford yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think twice about it. And I ordered it into the shop, and I bought it. And I absolutely loved it. And then it was soon after that I found that I wasn't using the tarmac. I re I used it for a couple of uh, sportives, the Tour of the Black Country. Which was brutal, Which wasn't it? I assume listeners hadn't already guessed that I'm from Birmingham. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, what was it, the Brummy Twang? Yeah, Although, yeah. supposedly, I have it sometimes, but... Not compared no. to me. No, no. And then I used it for the tour of Cheshire, Chester, the tour of Chester, and that was a, that sort. That was like a cobble. <coughs> it was supposed to mimic um, the tour of Flanders, I think. Yeah. And then the tour of the Black Country was supposed to be on par with the Paris Roubaix. Didn't and that? Um, didn't the tour of the Black Country destroy a set of your wheels, if I remember correctly? Yeah, that was the Mavic. Oh, Mavic um, again. Yeah. <laughs> Mavic um, break. King, what? Yeah, uh, that was the Mavic. Um, oh, um, that X. It was the. Uh, it was an aluminium rim, but it, I remember buying them purely because they were made to fit twenty-five mil tires. Okay. And that was a massive selling point for me because I thought fat of the tire, yeah. better tire for winter. Yeah. Um, and I used them on the tour of the Black Country with my specialised tarmac. Um, and after that, every time I was braking, it would sort of chudder. It would go mm. when I was braking on the on the rim. And then when I spun the wheel and I ran my finger along the rim, the wheel had buckled inwards. Nice. So <laughs> I, it had sort of gone into a hexagon <coughs> shape. <laughs> Impressive build quality for Mavic. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, uh, the Mavic customer service is brilliant because they replaced it. Mm. And it took them about two months. But <laughs> uh, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like, and I had that Mavic Cosmic problem, and they did, you know, fair play to them. They did replace it, no quibbles. But mm. you know, I've seen there's so many people over the years complain about Mavic wheels. I just don't think they're good wheels anymore. They no, used no, no. To be. The best wheels I've ever had are the Vision Metrons mm. and. Um, Fulcrum. Yes. So Fulcrum's um it's Campagnolo, isn't it? But yeah. just rebranded so that it doesn't put people off because some people are a bit scared of Campagnolo. It's like Vision and FSA. Yes. I'm is Vision huge... FSA or is it SRAM? No, no, it's Vision and FSA. It's oh it's system. FSA, yeah. yeah, yeah. Company. But I'm a, again I'm a huge I have my finishing kit is FSA yeah. and Vision. Yeah. Um yeah, I love it. I was gonna say because you're a bit of a bargain hunter. Actually, these you know people won't know this, but Tom seems to always manage to. You're a bit <laughs> of a Castelli whore, aren't you? Yeah. I think yeah. you know. But you... I'm not really saving much <coughs> because it, I get I try to aim for fifty percent off on a lot of stuff I buy, and I'm always buying about four of the same thing just because yeah. it's out. So if anything, I'm spending more. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Didn't you buy seven pairs of bib shorts worth? <laughs> yeah. The same bib shorts, and I get it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. stock up, but I think that would last me about thirty years. <laughs> Yeah, still wearing the, the second pair of them, and that was 15 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good investment, though, especially the money off. But I mean, I, I like Castelli, but I've always, well, you know, I've always been a fan of DHB, which is Wiggles, mm, mm. chain reaction stuff. But I, they've got the same chamois as, um, is it Protec? Oh, I'm probably making words up here, but it's the same chamois, the same brand used in yeah. the shorts. Is it? And a few other shorts. It's Cytec. Cytec, yeah. <coughs> I remember Cytec, you, yeah, because yeah. you showed me the website actually, and they provide quite a lot of um, companies the chamois, don't they? So mm. they all share like the same chamois. But yeah, I've always quite, I've always quite liked DHB stuff, but it's reasonably priced. All right, it doesn't look the best, but I yeah. think it's coming on a bit now. I think yeah. it's it's better than it was. But uh, the uh, chamois for Castelli, the uh, Progetta. I think that's how you say it. Projector 2 Chamois was the second pad I'd ever tried, and I've stuck with it ever since because it worked. It was the one pad that I didn't chafe on. Yeah, because you had terrible trouble chafing. I mean, yeah. not that I know personally. But <laughs> I, I wasn't looking or anything. But because but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you used to use chamois cream a lot, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah, and I haven't used it. The only time I use chamois cream now is I'm doing a mile, I'm doing a ride over 100 miles. 
Yeah. Anything under that, I don't, I don't I know. I tried Trammy Cream, but I never really needed it. I always felt like I pooed myself. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, a, it's a peculiar sensation. It is, yeah. But I use the ASOS stuff, and it's got like a sort of... Um, like a minty effect while you chew sort of chewing gum that sort of mm. menthol nice it's got that effect on your arsehole just what, just what you want when you're uh, <laughs> on cycling your, along on your gooch I guess it. it's nice for the guy behind if you uh, drop well, one and you get this minty freshness I don't, so. yeah I, I say arsehole I don't know why I'm or whoever puts it there but yeah you just slap it anywhere right? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. so going so we've kind of wandered off well we haven't wandered off so what? So you had the black Super Six. That was yeah. That was the last bike I'd ever bought, and that was back it, in two thousand and sixteen. And it cracked, didn't it? It, it cracked uh, on the seat. Wow, well, that's my second bike that had cracked. First <coughs> ever Ally that we used on the London to Paris yeah. two thousand and fourteen. The forks cracked. I remember riding back from uni, mmm. and. I felt I felt it go. I, I went yeah, over. You hit a pot. I hit a pot yeah. and something didn't feel right as I hit it. And I got back home. It was only about an eight-mile commute, and that was about two miles in the commute. So luckily, it didn't fail. And I remember getting back home and inspecting the bike, and I saw scenes like this line going across the fork. Mm. I remember sending a picture to one of my mates at uni saying, "What do you think that looks like?" Yeah. And they, they're not cyclists; they didn't mm. have a clue. And they were like, it looks like a crack. A crack. And yeah. I thought, yeah, <laughs> confirmed. And then I took it into Mike Vaughan in Leamington Spa. Yeah. I originally got it. And they exchanged it straight away. Not only the fork, but the frame as well. Um, yeah, because Specialized comes with lifetime, lifetime warranty, warranty yeah. doesn't it? Which you don't get with a lot of other brands. Yeah. No, no. But then, obviously, a few years later, the same thing happened to the Super 6. I say the same thing. It wasn't the same thing. It wasn't the fork. It was the... Uh, seat tube, the seat uh, on the frame where the seat pin goes, <coughs> and I didn't think I'd always done it to the maximum torque yeah. for that part. And I remember thinking they're going to think I've overtalked it. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's I'll, the problem in that area, isn't it? <coughs> Straight yeah. away they're going to like. Oh, you've and even when I took it into Evans, they said the exact same thing. Mm. They said, you know, it's very unlikely they're going to you'll be able to claim on warranty. And then about three days later, I got a phone call for them, from them saying. Um, yeah, the warranty's been accepted. You know, the claim's been accepted. You got lucky, really. Um, but it won't be the same frame. It won't be a really cool um, matte black finish. No it will be some uh, red and white one. And I thought, okay, going back to red, cool. But it looks shit compared to my oh, black uh, one. <laughs> but yeah. I still ride it today. Yeah, you've still got it. And I, still... I agree with you there. <clears throat> it's, if it was just the red and black... But it's got that white strip along the yeah, top, hasn't it? It just kind of ruins it the whole... It just looks a bit... It looks... Like you've got 90s bikes that look really rubbish and then really good. But this one, I think it just falls in the... Yeah. Sort of... I still like it, though. But then I've never been a massive fan of red, so... Because I was always blue, blue, blue. Mm. And then... Specialised to me has always been red. Yeah. Like, that's... Kind of like a Ferrari. <coughs> always red, I yeah. suppose. Or yellow. Yeah. Like, when I would mountain bike... When I was younger with my brother, specialised were always red. Yeah. So I got it into my head, a red specialised, I'd always have a red bike. And till this day, I've still got a red a bike. A red bike. <laughs> kind of not out of choice. But I can't believe, actually. I'm surprised. That, yeah. So you've had that bike, what, three years? I've Two years? had. I originally bought the Super 6 in 2015. Jeez. I think, and then they got. I got the replacement frame, which was a 2016 model frame. Oh. Um, so three years. Three years. Well, yeah, I've four. Had it, I've had it for <coughs> three years. Yeah, I have. Yeah. That's the longest you've had a bike, then, isn't it? That's the longest I've had a bike. Well, technically, I've still got my Ally, but that's a different frame as well. Uh, see, you've had a lot less bikes than me because I went through a phase. I was buying a new bike like every every year, every How half many year. Did you add? I think it's seven or eight now, because I had. It's got to be more than that. The Viking, the Cube, then I got that other Cube, which was the Di Two one, yeah. like the more that it was, was a blue cool. and white. That yeah. was I had that for quite a while actually, two years. Which I think that there's a few pictures of that on my Instagram right at the start still. What did I have after that? And then I got the Planet X, the EC One Thirty. That was a good bike. I did like that. The green one. Yeah. 
Green Second. Hornet, as it was called. That is... <coughs> I went to Westerman. Yes. So, the first time we did to... And that's probably... Western's probably for another podcast. Yeah, but yeah. That, yeah that, we'll, save that. we'll save that one. But that was another one of these epic adventures that we've done so many of. But, mm. yeah, so we did a 200-plus mile ride. And that was on that EC130. I loved that bike. I don't know why I sold... Well, I sold that to get the Alley Sprint, which I've still got now. You had that Planet X one with the head, the head oh, tube Oh, God, bottle. yeah, sorry. So, the death. Yeah, death, death bike. bike pro, yeah. pro carbon death bike. So, <laughs> so, that was funny. So, I had a Christmas bonus from work. And I was like, what's the most effective way to piss this up the wall? <laughs> I, I, I know, I'll buy a bike. <laughs> But I won't buy a complete. That almost killed you. Yeah, I won't buy a complete bike. I'll build it myself. So I ended up ordering this pro carbon frame. I bought an Altegra group. This was supposed to be a winter bike, which was pointless because it didn't have any mounting points for mudguards or anything. So Altegra, this. I think it come to about twelve hundred quid when you could have bought an Altegra pro carbon for nine nine nine. So it cost me two hundred pound more than it should have. But I had the but I had the joy of building it, sort of, because I built as much as I ever could and then took it to our mate Paul Aston in Birmingham and he built the rest of it um, but that so when that must have been I must have had that built in the January February did a few rides on it it was our second ever Mad March here, yeah so every year Dan and Cos now well it was Paul Prince originally isn't it so yeah. we've skipped ahead a bit but the Tamworth in Arden cycling club was colt racing colt racing yeah. which was paul prince uh that's how we met a few met a few like uh gerald henry yeah. um i've forgotten the other guy's names what's the other guy the other quick guy uh um i only know paul prince and gerard oh, i can't remember He'll, i'd know him by he, i've got him oh, on. steve um steve yes steve douglas yeah yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Paul Aston. Well, Paul Aston came on as a mechanic with Paul Prince. Yeah. And obviously, we got, we used to go to the bike shop. We got chatting to Paul because Paul Aston's proper chatty. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sound bloke. And obviously, Colt Racing went bust. Uh, he kept the sportive sort of going and the mad. Yeah. yeah and the oh, sorry, the Colt Racing and Mad March hair going. But then I think, well, I don't know. He had a few personal issues, didn't he? So he. he he gave it over to uh, Dan and Cos to take over. Mm. And, like, I think now the Mad March Hair is massive. I think it's sold out already. Like, yeah, they've, they've also got a summer one. They've got a summer one now as well, yeah. yeah. And obviously we, we've done those. But it was our second ever one. And I, was that, that... No, that wasn't the one where it actually it was after, it. I think it was after Dover's Hill. No, no, no. That Hold on. Yeah, no, that's right. Oh, when when the bike tried to kill me. Yeah, we, was that the second time? <coughs> yeah, I think it was because we there was that other time when it. I didn't. It, we didn't have the first ever Mad March hairs on our aluminium bikes. Yes, and I had the worst cramp I've ever had ever, <laughs> and obviously threw a strop and had a hissy. <laughs> and I remember because we were coming back through Welford. And literally, the route went straight past my flat at the time in Ulster, and I was cramping every pedal stroke, and I was in agony. And I was like, I'm going to stop at mine. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, I yeah. carried on, I and I rolled. I think I come in about 30, 40 minutes behind you, but I made it. But like that last 20 miles with cramping, because that was something I used to suffer terribly with, was cramping. But it's because one of my friends that got me into cycling gave me this nugget of advice, which was the worst advice ever was keep it in as hard a gear for as long as possible. <laughs> well, now obviously that sounds ridiculous, but at the time when you're a noob, I thought, okay, cause I can just power through it. No, yeah. <coughs> spin to win, isn't it? Not yeah. grind to, uh, yeah. not grind to, I don't know what that'd rhyme with, but, but yeah. So grind to wind, grind to wind. <laughs> so we went up Dover as well. You went up Dover's quicker than me, and I think we got to the top, and then it drops down back down towards Mickleton, and it was quite a fast descent. It's only like half a mile. Mm. You shot off, so I was following you, and I'm on this pro carbon. It was a big frame, but it was quite a flexy mm. frame, and suddenly the bike just started like snaking uncontrollably, like violently as hell like just left right left right and i was like what the fuck because i i didn't know what was going on i thought the front wheel like i hadn't put it together properly or the wheel was going to break or something was loose so i pulled the brakes which turns out is the worst thing you could do it's called speed wobble i think motorcyclists get it 
and I literally went across to the wrong side of the road. There was nothing coming. I couldn't. I was like, well, I'm going to ditch it in the hedge because, you know, safest it, place yeah, to die. It's, you know, yeah. <laughs> Where am I going to crash and die? Well, into into the car or or into the hedge. So kind of, but as the speed came down it kind of came back under control and I was like screaming at you, but you couldn't hear me because the wind was, you know, we were, yeah, we were probably doing 40 mile an hour. If I'd known, I'd have turned around. <laughs> and had a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to the bottom of this junction. I was like, mate, my bike, it's, I don't know what's going on. I checked everything and it seemed fine. Anyway, long story short, like it just put, it just put the shitters at me. Like I just lost confidence with that bike. And I remember I went to my mum's and you had to go over Winchcombe Hill and down and I felt it try and do it again. And I was like, nah, I'm getting rid of this bike. And it just turns out that it's something to do with vibrations and the big frame. And what you were supposed to do is stop pedaling. Do not pull the brakes because that just makes it worse. Dig your legs into the frame and lift your ass off the seat. And I was like, who would know how to do that without knowing? In a blind panic. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that bike got sold quite quickly. I think I got. 600 quid for it on ebay it's probably right. killed the owner <laughs> i don't know you know who probably knows last thing you ever bought yeah, yeah. <laughs> dodgy ebay salesman so yeah so there was that one what else did i have i had i bought my mate's bianchi which was not a you know, bianchi quotation it was uh he'd sprayed it matte black that again was another supposed to be another winter bike and that had like tiagra 105 on it but i only had that for a couple of weeks i got rid of that what else did I have? EC130. I missed that bike. I still personally think that was the best bike I had. But the problem is Planet X don't have a like great reputation. So hmm. I've been trying to build this Instagram thing. Cube aren't very well known on there. Hmm. Planet X weren't. Uh, I got the specialised and like my interaction on Instagram just went through the roof because it's a brand that everyone knows. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it was quite a cool colour. And everyone says, oh, why did you pick the LA Sprint? I'm like, I just like the colour. I like the orange colour. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably uh, not the best reason to buy a bike, but maybe it is. It's a cool bike. <laughs> yeah. And then I've just stuck with it. I've had it two and a half years now, and it's just... It's probably the longest it's, bike it's quite, had, well. it's quite Yeah, I think so. I think it's longer than the Cube now. But just... Yeah, it's a mint bike, but like killed. You you do get a lot of questions like on Instagram. This I, you probably don't experience this, but like I get so many messages about like, oh, I'm thinking of getting one. Is it comfy? And it's like, how do you answer that? Because like, <laughs> like it's such a complicated question. Like, yeah, it's comfy like, for me. It's comfy when you fit to the bike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a bike fit. Yeah. Uh, it's got carbon bars and wheels and big tires, so yeah, I do find it quite comfy. But if you if you're talking about the stock bike, yeah. it's probably not. Because I remember when I first got that LA Sprint, went out for a ride on it, and I was like, "This is shit. <laughs> like it's rubbish. Like it's heavy. It feels slow. It's stodgy." Yeah. But I think you have to. Uh, there's a guy I was speaking to the other day. He's just bought a CAD 13, and he was like, "I've just been out for a spin." I said, "What did you think?" Because that's another LA sprint-esque but it's cannondale version so yeah, it's like an aero yeah. alloy yeah yeah and he goes oh I, you know i haven't really gelled with it yet and i was like yeah but you won't to start with i think you like it's like yeah. it's like building a bond with it i don't know it's, it sounds a bit corny <laughs> but like you do you get used to how it handles and things like that yeah yeah i mean there's even though they're fitted the same my super six super six and ally they're the exact same saddle yeah. Same saddle height, same reach. Um, they they're miles apart yeah. when you ride them. Yeah, miles apart. <clears throat> and I soon realised that when I did the uh, Everesting challenge. But again, that's that's for another part. Yeah, I think we'll save Everesting. Yeah, because obviously, well, you you've done it. Fair play, because even though I knew it was hard, I had a go at it in the summer and failed. Yeah, and it is. Well, again, I think we'll save it, but I mean, wow, like, I, unless you've tried it, I don't think you can fully understand how hard it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is just mental. Like, I just couldn't believe that I, you know, and I was nowhere near finishing, but <coughs> yeah, we'll save that for another day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how long have we been going now? I don't know. 49 minutes. Wow. We can talk some shit about bikes. 
That's what quite impressive. Get to? We'll get to an hour. We'll give them an hour. Yeah. See if we'll see how it goes. So, so go on then. So, if you were going to buy a bike tomorrow, what would it be, um, and why? It would be probably the Ribble CGR tyre, uh, and that's purely because, again, for another podcast. Uh, bike packing yes which experience last year and again you yeah you did it was it last year was it this year it was no it was last year in August what the Belgium yeah yeah was that last year that was last Jesus, year Jesus I've lost a year yeah, yeah. well again yeah we'll save that but and you you wanted well you said do I want to go and I was like mm, fanned around as yeah, you go yeah, but yeah. now I see the appeal of like bike packing like and gravel riding is becoming quite a big thing it, it's a big thing I mean it's really taken off <laughs> And I can see why as well. And for over a year now, I've wanted that that Ribble bike. Mm, it is a nice looking bike. I've really wanted it because I think it'd cater for a lot of the stuff that I do now. I'm yeah. not into sort of <coughs> trying to get speed anymore. I haven't I haven't been like that for a couple of years. But well, I think the road's quite dangerous now, isn't it? Because it's so anti-cycling everywhere. And like I don't mm. know, like I, I don't know if you look. I, I don't. I don't read the Daily Mail, but the Daily Mail, if they ever post a story about cycling or a cyclist, it is just an absolute shocking, like, it's just awful. They just I, rip I'm cyclists. Too, yeah, they I'm hate too, cyclists. Ugh, I don't read stuff like that. <laughs> it's depressing, to be honest. And, like, there was a post on the Lab Bible, and, again, not the best, but you read the comments, and they're just, like, they're just wishing you were dead, and it's like, really? Come on. Mm. Like, it's, yeah. you, you're wishing another person dead, but if I was to say that about certain people or groups or whatever i'd be crucified but it seems like cyclists are like the scum of the earth mm. but yeah so ribble the ribble ti so that's about two grand isn't it well the, the model that i want on that bike build it comes up to 2800 <laughs> but i'd managed to squeeze 10 percent off them mm. but then they'd uh I think there was some fannying about with the delivery of the bike. Yeah, they messed you around, didn't and they? And they added an extra sort of two weeks on for the bike delivery, which in essence... <coughs> and you'd already been waiting months, hadn't you? Yeah, so I just I gave up on the order and yeah, asked to be yeah. reimbursed for the deposit that I'd already put down. But I, I wish I hadn't because that bike is wicked and I, I think I'd get a lot of use out of it. I'd probably use that more now than I would do sort of between my ally and super between them and i think there's a that's what i was wondering and people on my instagram will know that i've been hankering for a gravel bike for a while now and i think because it is the do anything yeah it is a winter yeah. bike it can go off road and it can go on the road all right you're going to be a bit slower on the road but like you said who really cares about speed now mm. because strava is completely just a joke the only way you're going to get good times is if you've got a stonking tailwind yeah you know and i know so many people now that will go out and just do 10 miles in the tailwind in one direction just to get a com and it's like there's a bit more to like, like I don't get me wrong I like getting top tens mm. but there's more to it than that yeah yeah you know and I now I'm in Stratford I've got the canal that runs all the way to Birmingham and I'm itching to go on a bike like yeah. I could I could go on the LA but it's not a good idea what appealed to me with this uh ripple bike as well is that again Mavic? It came with Mavic wheels. Nice. But they were, I think they were sort of called all road wheels or. Yeah, so that's their. I, don't, I can't remember the yeah. actual name of them, but you can fit up to. They they sort of fit 28 mil uh, wheels on it, not yeah. 25. So <coughs> it's sort of jumped from 23 now to 25. To 28. To 28 now. Yeah. And that was the smallest bike tyre you could fit on it. And I thought. Yeah, yeah, that that's it. Wicked. Yeah, so those Mavic all roads are on quite a lot of the gravel bikes because I still I think they're on the they're on the bike builder for Ribble. Yeah, but I think I've I've seen them a lot. And again, it's like, oh, do you really want to get Maverick wheels? But haven't you still got? Haven't you got a set of carbon disc yeah, wheels? Yeah, I, I was just about to mention that. <laughs> I've got a set again of Vision Metrons, um, the forties uh, disc, and I bought them. A ridiculous price yeah. off Planet X. Another Tom Coley bargain. Yeah, <laughs> I think I got them for 600, 700 quid. And in preparation for this Ribble CGR time. That you didn't get. That I didn't so, get. So you just got this box with so a I've set got of these wheels. wheels in. that I'm running around the house on. <laughs> just spinning them around the dog just to keep them going. But so, no, let's see. See, now I'd say if I was, I'd want a gravel bike. I was, I was showing you earlier the Canyon all grail al grail that looks quite cool and it's reasonably priced 
But I think if I was going to stick to road biking, I'd get that Orbea Orca Aero. Mm. I love the look of it. And the fact that you can custom paint it, all right, it adds a few months to your order. But I think it's three grand with Altegra and custom paint. And it comes with just the Vision 35mm wheels. But that's such a nice bike. That's that's definitely what I'd aim for next. But again, that's it just limits you to the road. Mm. And I'm kind of bored of the road now. I want to go off down a gravel track or yeah. canal or yeah I, and i think i want to do like what you did maybe not into belgium but i'd love to go you know bugger off to wales for a couple of days and yeah. just cycle around wales yeah take yeah. all the kit because I, I did my wild camp this year with cadda yeah which is yeah. another little thing that we could talk about because you're quite into your walking as well but yeah. i guess that would yeah. uh, again another podcast but yeah and just bugger off take the sleeping bag and the tent and yeah, yeah. that sounds awesome yeah but, that'd uh well that's what I wanted to start doing this summer, but I never did. I didn't do it. I didn't life, do Life any, got in the way. Yeah, I didn't do any bike packing this summer. I think, what did I do this summer? I had a pretty good summer cycling abroad <coughs> again. I was in the south of France, then I was over in Belgium and sort of north France. Yeah, because didn't you ride the... Didn't you ride the cobbles or the Roubaix? Yeah, did I did Paris-Roubaix, yeah, the sportive earlier this year with a good, uh, a good guy called... Um, Paul, uh, Paul Ashman. Um, was that the guy you met when you were bike packing over to Belgium? Yeah, you just yeah. randomly Again, met him, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was at the port of Dover, <coughs> and I'd had I got all my kit on my bike, and he rocked up next to me, and the first thing he said was, uh, "Where are you going?" <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Then he uh, he told me what he was doing. He, um, he used to be in the army, and he yeah. was going around uh, visiting all the unmarked graves. Yeah. Um, and yeah because i think he follows me on strava uh, on strava on instagram actually didn't yeah. he oh he's, he's a brilliant guy yeah. he's got his own uh, cycle club as well and we got chatting we put our bikes together locked them together had a coffee and cake on the ferry i think the ferry ride was about two hours and we were just gassing talking yeah. and talking and talking a bit which, like now. <laughs> and then we <laughs> we came off the other end cycled into calais had a subway had a drink and then we parted ways um he did his bike packing trip for about if I remember correctly, I did it for I think he did it for about three nights. And then I did my bike packing trip for seven nights. Yeah. And we were all around Belgium. Touch. Yeah, all around Belgium. Visiting all the Trappist breweries. But again, that's you know, that's another thing we can Yeah, talk I guess I will save that for another day. But um we kept in touch the whole way around and then we went on to the Paris yeah, this year. And that was uh, that was exciting. Yeah, because you, you've done a lot of abroad stuff now, and that's the one thing I haven't done, really. I did a little... I hired a bike in Portugal the one year, but it, I didn't do any hills, and it's something I really need to do, mm. and that is get... And, and you've done... Um, is it Mount Vontu? Yeah, uh, Mont Vontu, yeah. Mm, yeah. Did that a couple of times as well with, <coughs> with Lee, the guy that we first mentioned mm. at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Um, well, and that's... Talking of him, we hope he gets better soon, because he's had a... But yeah, he had, a, uh, he had a stroke recently, but he did. He's and on I, the mend. He's on the mend. He's actually been uh, messaging me. Has he? Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, last week. Yeah, and he's so. on the mend. So hopefully we'll be able to get uh, get to see him soon again. Mm. Um, but yeah, you you need to go abroad. I do. You need to start venturing into. I suppose Wales isn't abroad, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> I want the sun as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, south of France. Yeah, Mont Ventoux, anything like that. Well, she did you do some other stuff as well. Cause, um, well, you did um, Isle of Man, Isle of Man, and didn't you do? Did you do London, the London? What to call it? Ride London. Ride London. You did Ride London, and I you did, did ride um, and I did that in Lee's name. <laughs> oh yeah, his place. Yeah, because he couldn't go. Yeah. Well yeah. done, well done, Lee. Lee well done, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> did that bit quicker than we thought. But. <laughs> And yeah. um, Birmingham. What was the closed Velo. road one? Velo. Yeah, the Velo. That was that. good as well, wasn't it? You yeah. did quick ride round yeah, there. I'll I didn't be... bother because I thought it was a bit too expensive. I've entered but... for that again. Have you? Yeah. Um, what else? But yeah, the Isle of Man, I chose the three highest hills. Yeah, I remember you saying them that. into those. one ride. Didn't someone call you a madman? Yeah, I remember showing the, some, some random bloke the route that I chose to do and he thought, he said to me, you're never going to do that. He's like, not a chance. Yeah, that makes you more determined to do it, and, doesn't it? Just uh, to prove a point. <laughs> I left at half six in the morning. 
and I got back just before 10 o'clock in the morning. Jeez. And it almost killed me. It was the one time, the last hill I was on, I can't remember what it was called now. I'd have to try and find it on my Strava. Um, the last hit, it was the one time I'd ever thought about getting off my bike and walking up really? the hill. Really? Must yeah. have been hard then. It was <laughs> solid. It hard, you know, it doesn't touch it, but... Harder than Everesting? Uh, yeah. Really? Everesting, I could... There wasn't a point where I wanted to get off. There was a point where I wanted to just stop and sleep. Yeah. But there was never a point I wanted to get off. But that was the one time I actually thought about getting it. crossed Jeez. my mind a few times. Yeah, it must have been hard then. Yeah, it was, it was hard. <laughs> right, where are we at? I was going to say, right, oh, look at that. Bang on an hour. There you go. Fantastic. Well, let's call it quits then. And then we'll, yeah. if it gets, well, we'll just do it anyway, even if people don't care or listen to it. Yeah, we'll do it. And hopefully we'll, we'll get just, better at it. I otherwise, mean, it's just me and you just chatting about memories, which is <laughs> fine by me. Bike stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we need. I need some kind of jingle to sign off and on with, but I don't. It's nah, the first one. So. Poor thinker one. What are well, we going to call the podcast? I don't know. Well, you know, Cycling Brad's podcast. So, Cycling Brad podcast with guest star. <laughs> you know, some people get uh, Bradley Wiggins. I get Tom Coley. So. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone knows what Bradley Wiggins has done. That's boring. Yeah. I, I think mean, it's, I think, and I've kind of nicked this whole podcast idea from um, Warwick Lantern Rouge, they, they've just done one. And I was like, oh, can I be on it? And they were like, maybe. And I was like, actually, do you know what? Stuff you, I'm just going to do my own. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, man. I actually like those guys. I'm not saying stuff you. Man. I have no idea where they are, but let's wrap it up because I need a week. Oh, he needs a week. Right, okay. <laughs> maybe we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Safe, man. See ya.